0: Your knowing always invites more possibilities, because that's who we are as beings. If we can recognize that judgment and gratitude do not coexist, you have gratitude or you have judgment, joy and judgment do not coexist, possibilities and judgment do not coexist. Judgment is the killer of everything that is magical and beautiful, and yet we rely on it as though it is the source for knowing what to choose and how we can be. It's not.
1: business podcast. And I am literally bouncing in my seats because I have a special guest with us today. Dr. Dane Keir is with us today. And I heard him on my friend, Monica Rogers podcast. And I said, Monica, Oh my gosh, I'm so into his work. Do you think you'd introduce me? And then with this limitless possibility that we have on this planet, I got a yes. And so today I'm so excited to introduce him. So I'm going to read a little bit about him and then we are going to dive deep. Dr. Dane here is a body whisperer, a body whisperer. I love that so many ways. He's a best-selling author and co-creator of Access Consciousness. Beginning his journey as a chiropractor, Dr. Dane here has been facilitating, exploring, and celebrating the magic of our bodies for the last 30 years. Along his journey, he developed his signature energy work called the Energetic Synthesis of Being, which I believe he might be calling that the ESB, (laughs) and so we abbreviated it for the moment which is a totally different way that invites a new level of awareness and transformation with our bodies. Dr. Dane here inspires others to reconnect with their intelligent inner system, transform limitations into possibilities and create a different relationship with our bodies that include kindness, caring, and communication. Oh my goodness, welcome, welcome, welcome.
0: Thank you, Candace. It is an honor and a pleasure. And you just bubble yumminess is so good. This is great.
1: So I just think that it's the energy that we all share in life. And, you know, you've given me such, so many gifts, you know, with your work and speaking of your work and listening. So I'm just so grateful. I really wanted to share this. One of the new things I'm going to start doing in my business, and I'm going to say, what are the infinite possibilities for this session?
0: Yes, I love that one. And if you ask it, this is interesting because I got this information from my best friend, my business partner, my mentor. His name is Gary Douglas. He founded Access Consciousness 30 some years ago. And what would happen is when I was introduced to this ESB energy, I started doing these sessions. You know, I would work on people one on one, have my table set up, and I said, Gary, you know what? I'm noticing amazing things occur. How can I get it even better? He said, try this question before every session. What are the infinite possibilities for this session? And I did, and I was actually at a bit of a a stuck place at that point where things were moving, but I knew they could be greater, but I wasn't able to get them there. So I asked that question before the very next session. And in that session, this woman transformed her whole life in an hour, you know, and she told me this later and she told me all of the things that changed in an hour. And I went, I'm going to use that question from now on for everything. What are the infinite possibilities here? And it's amazing how asking a simple question can change the trajectory of almost anything.
1: And I want to invite all of you listeners today. You're about to spend an hour with Dr. Dane right now. So this is a beautiful segue for all of them because Everything has the possibility to change in a moment.
0: Yes. You know, it's interesting because when we were little kids, we believed in magic. And then we grew up in a world of people who don't. And anytime we do, so often we're made wrong by others or they think we're weird. Or, and actually, when people tell you you're weird, you want to say thank you because the original meaning of weird was of spirit, fate, or destiny. Right? Yes. Yeah, that. And so, you know, this podcast is for the weirdos of the world, you know, the square pegs and the round holes, the ones who don't fit and who know that business and being intuitive and aware are not mutually exclusive. In fact, they actually support each other really, really well.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, I hid in a hole for 25 years because of, I called it the hairy eyeball. Right. (laughs) And so, you know, my core value, my number two core value is magic. Because I, I believe that. that that's where the the juice of life is.
0: Right? And you see so many people who are sort of just putting one foot in front of the other, accepting what shows up rather than rather than believing in magic anymore. And I absolutely am with you. It's like, if my life is not magical, why am I here? Why? Why? Why am I living a mediocre existence? That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to thrive. I'm here to... I'm here to be magical and show others that it's possible and thrive on that energy that that creates and that space that that creates.
1: Yes, and you also talk about, and I still wanna stay with magic a little bit longer, but you also talk about contribution, that like magic and our contribution in this world too. Do you think that there's a link to just the magic that we were born to give? Like, I believe we were all born with a special piece of magic to deliver on a mission and that it's kind of our responsibility to step up and deliver it, even if it's woo-woo or different or weird.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And those two, my sense is magic is an acknowledgement of the contribution that the entire universe is for us. And we trip ourselves up by believing that we are somehow not worthy except look at the person next to us and assume that they are somehow just because they're not us. And in actuality, the magic really takes off as we start to acknowledge that we actually do have value. And also if you look at it, it's like, what are you going to do with your magic? The people listening to this podcast and, and I keep referring to it that way because there are certain people who would listen to this podcast and certain people are listening to You know right-wing extremists right now that would never hear this podcast you know and so it's like the people listening to this podcast are it's like what are you going to do with that magic what you would do is make the world a greater place and hopefully make your life a greater place along the way because the only way to actually make it sustainable is to have you in the computation and the universe is contributing to us all the time but we often don't allow ourselves to recognize How dynamically that occurs, and therefore how easy things can be created when we're truly in our own flow, which is what occurs when we're being us.
1: Mm. I love all of your language, and it's so much of the language that I've incorporated into my business about being in the flow and business. So I say, Your business has a voice and a message to give you. You say, Your body has a voice and a message to give you, basically, that we can communicate with our bodies. And I want to talk a little bit about communicating with our bodies, because I know that there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are out there, they're listening, and sometimes they have body pains, and then it prohibits them from doing some of their magic. So let's get these bodies good. And so let's talk about body whispering.
0: Yes, very similar to a business. Our bodies have a consciousness of their own. They are their own organism. They're not something that we're shoved inside of. In fact, one of the things I ask people to do is close your eyes if you're not driving while listening. If you can close your eyes, do it. If not, you don't have to. We're far greater than we think. We think we need to close our eyes to do anything important, but in actuality, we live life with our eyes open. Why can't we do all these things with our eyes open is my point of view. But (laughs) so what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to expand out right now sort of filling the, you know, the space inside the room that you're in. And so just expand out that far. Okay. And just notice that. And now go out a mile in all directions and just notice what that's like. And that's sort of, you know, more space starts to feel really nice. Now go out 10 miles in all directions. Ah, even better. Now a hundred miles in all directions. Wow. Notice that now go a thousand miles in all directions including down into the earth, okay? And have a little communion with earth while you're there. And now go out 10,000 miles in all directions. And as you notice, that's this sort of uh, real subtle energetic change a lot of times. But so now if I ask you to go out 100,000 miles in all directions, which is bigger than the earth, and notice the earth inside of you. Okay, now if I ask you to go out 100 miles past that, can you do it? Well, yeah, it's more space and now go a hundred thousand miles past that. Can you do it? And you go, yeah, okay. It's more space. It seems like things are like, I lose my mind sort of when I go out that far, but the thing is wherever you go, there you are. We are actually infinite beings. And so that space that we just chose to acknowledge, if you will, is an indication that actually our body is inside of us. We're not inside of our bodies. We are these infinite beings that have these amazing bodies, but we have been believing that we're crammed inside of them, which is a source of frustration rather than space. And we've also been believing that we are somehow our body because it's our vehicle in this lifetime. But in actuality, you're not. Your body has a consciousness of its own. Your body has things that uniquely apply to it that like, for example, your body wears clothes. You wouldn't wear clothes. If you didn't have a body, you know, your body (laughs) eats, you wouldn't eat. If you didn't have a body, your body has sex. You wouldn't have sex if you didn't have a body. And so if we can start to recognize that there are things that uniquely are our body's domain, and start to ask it questions about its domain. Body, what would you like to wear? Body, what food would you like to eat? Body, who would you like to have sex with? And body, what type of movement would you like? What kind of would you, what type of treatment would you like? All of these things start to create a place where we acknowledge our body's consciousness and awareness, and start to undo the separation that most of us have with our bodies. Because we've, placed it somewhere it doesn't actually belong in our lives and it can be really helpful to just start asking simple questions like that to get that your body has an awareness and what we'll do for example with clothing with food with well with all kinds of things is we'll decide i like this and i don't like this well your body doesn't judge that way your body doesn't judge at all and so If you stand in front of your closet and you're like, body, what would you like to wear? And, you know, this takes a little practice, but all it is, is that, that whisper of, Ooh, that, and you'll look over and see something that is tucked in the back corner of your closet that you haven't worn for four years. And you're like that. Oh my God. I don't think I like that. But you put it on and people like, is that a new outfit? You look stunning today. You look so gorgeous because our body is different every single day. Like it has a different energy that it presents to the world every single day. And certain colors, certain fabrics, the way something lays on our body will show it off and and be an expression of that energy. And it's those days where people tell you how amazing you look, because what were you doing? You were actually listening to your body and having the acknowledgement of the communion, the connection that can be there.
1: That is so beautiful. And by the way, Dane has the most bright, beautiful floral (laughs) shirt. And I know you all can't see it, but there's, there's, I don't know what, there's beautiful, huge flowers. He looks very tropic and it's, it's beautiful. So congratulations. I want to celebrate your body for picking that beautiful shirt.
0: Thank you. And it's got sparkles on it. If you can see it in the light, it sparkles. I'm like a big six-year-old, you know? i like you know i like you know how little kids have their their you know they'll the little girls are wear their princess outfit to school so many times you know and little boys are like i want to be superman today mom can i wear my superman outfit today you know (laughs) i love that i love and i love when parents allow them to and just go yep this is my kid my kid wants to be a superhero my kid wants to be a princess or whatever they want to be i think is wonderful if we could give ourselves that same freedom and kindness and allow our bodies to have the celebration. We're missing celebration in this world, especially now. If we can bring that back, life, the quality of life and living becomes so much more wonderful.
1: I totally agree. My kids, I get in trouble with my kids for my six-year-old because last year it was my 60th birthday and I had my crown on. I did like a big presentation. I had this big fancy dress on and I went out with my big coat because I couldn't get my crown off because it was all like (laughs) intertwined. And so I went to the liquor store to get champagne for my birthday and I had my crown and my fur coat and (laughs) my son dropped me off at the front door. And then when I came back around to get out, I'm taking off all my liquor with my crown, my big coat, and I put it in the back of somebody else's white car. (laughs) And my son's like, mom, you're going to get arrested one of these days when you're playing around with your crowns and your coats. And (laughs) so my six-year-old is fully present. But you know what's funny? My six-year-old did not like to come out and play when I was a little girl. But now that I'm older, my six-year-old is so, so present. And I'm grateful for that.
0: That is a wonderful gift. <laughs> you know, I say again, going back to magic, it's like we knew magic existed when we were younger. And it, we, it's not nearly as difficult as we think to rekindle it. We're just not asking for it because where do you see it being valued in the world? You know, and yeah. where do you see happiness while we're at it? Where do you see happiness being valued in the world? But magic and happiness go together. We're not, we're not, um, we're, we're not normal creatures, you know, we're not, we're not people who can just do the same thing day in and day out and not have any magic in our lives and be okay with that. We're people who, who need to have magic show up to remind us of, of what living is all about. And the interesting thing is when we do, we start to increase our receiving and receiving is what's required for money and for a successful business. And so all of these things play together in this beautiful dance of contribution, both gifting and receiving simultaneously, because in actuality, the way the universe functions is there's a simultaneity of gifting and receiving. There's not I give and you take or you give me something and therefore I'm obligated to give you something back. It's like if you've ever done that thing of you know somebody and and you know there's something they would absolutely love And so you go through all kinds of effort, sometimes spend all kinds of time or money and get them just the most wonderful thing and they totally receive it. Like how much of a gift is that to you? How much did that just change your life and make it greater? That's the simultaneity of gifting and receiving that is also one of those elements of magic that we have available. And most people never even bring it up in any conversation or any conversation about business, especially.
1: That's where I think the, the juice of life lives is in the magic of us and connect, like just this to me really was magical, this connection, because to me it was, it was a really big connection and I felt so joyful. And to me, this was magical and I just held such space for this moment to happen. And so I'm
0: so grateful.
1: I just wanted to tell you that.
0: Thank you. That's beautiful. It's interesting because I was, you know, I will get information ahead of time for what we're doing this happened to be written information but talking about that you had were listening to the being you book and some of the things that that you had experienced and for me I was very excited I'm like yay I want to do this one you know <laughs> it's that that enthusiasm that's that's also part of that gifting and receiving and that contribution our enthusiasm and our gratitude for others is such an amazing part of the magic of being alive and the gift that we are for others.
1: I just have goosebumps really all over. And that's what, for me, that's a sign that whatever we're saying is the magic that people or what you're saying and contributing is the magic that people need right now. And I want to go there for a moment about what's happening in our world, because One of the things that you talk about, and I I don't remember which book, I believe it was the Being You Change the World book. And you talked about the monkeys and the critical mass of consciousness.
0: So it's like this. And, uh, you know, many people have probably heard about this hundredth monkey phenomenon. But what it was, they were studying monkeys that were on these islands, and the islands were their islands. So they were, you know, on different islands separated by ocean. So they were studying them, and there was this. They were having a problem with their food supply. So the people studying them started dropping food from helicopters and the things would crash and open up and the monkeys would eat the food with all the dirt that was on it. And one monkey started going down to the ocean and washing the food and, you know, which would be better for everybody. So all the ones on that particular island started washing the food. Once they got to a hundred on that one island they noticed the very next day, all of the monkeys on all the islands are washing their food. And what it's exactly what you're talking about, this critical mass of consciousness that has been building for many years. And here we are. And I gotta say, nothing like a pandemic to get people to start questioning old and start realizing they need to do something different. And the thing about the beauty of this is. If you look at that again, once a hundred monkeys were doing it, once a hundredth monkeys started doing it, all of them tapped into that group consciousness. There's a lot of talk about mass consciousness and that sort of thing. And what I see mostly is mass unconsciousness and anti-consciousness, but I'm very, you know, very enthused for the possibility of actual mass consciousness, you know, and I do this thing called access consciousness for that reason. And we actually have a definition of consciousness, which is where everything exists and nothing is judged. And it's, it's so simple and yet you realize how dynamically we've lived in a world devoted to judgment as though that tells us what to choose. And then we try to do our checklist of choosing. And so we only choose which is good, right, perfect and correct and not that which is wrong, bad, terrible, vicious, mean and awful. And we think the checklist is going to make sure that we can somehow sustain that. But how many times has somebody met the checklist? So you said yes to hanging out with them or marrying them or something like that. And yet you realize you knew long before that it wasn't going to work out that way. And so what I encourage people to do is, is recognize there's something beyond judgment. There's something called your knowing that is a far greater source for getting a sense of what to choose. And your knowing never limits possibilities. Your knowing always invites more possibilities because that's who we are as beings. And if we can recognize that we live in a world in which we've been taught to judge, but if we can recognize that judgment and gratitude do not coexist, you have gratitude or you have judgment, joy and judgment do not coexist possibilities in judgment do not coexist. Judgment is the killer of everything that is magical and beautiful, and yet we rely on it as though it is the source for knowing what to choose and how we can be. It's not.
1: It's not. I had a situation over 25 years ago now where I had cancer in my uterus, but I had seen my son in 1993 and that was only about 6 years later and I knew he was mine, you know, like I knew energetically like he looked like my daughter, different, and I fell in love with him. That was the biggest challenge. I fell in love with this little guy and then they were going to take my uterus out. And I'm like, I don't think so because like I saw this little guy come into the world so they like put me in the oncology department and doctor after doctor kept saying, "You got to get this out, like this go into ovarian cancer." And I'm like, But you don't have a uterus to put in its place. And I know I'm going to have this little guy. And so I fell in love with them. And I was like, Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that. Now I was, you know, I checked everything. Like I was keeping my body healthy. So I finally had to commit to the surgery on April 16th. And I like cried about calling to make the appointment. But when they went to like do the exam, I'm like, No, I don't think so. And so I canceled the surgery. And then. My doctor said it was a miracle. And then two years, and he said to my husband, I'm writing her a script for prenatals, go get her pregnant. I don't know if we can, I don't know if she's going to get pregnant, but this is a window of an opportunity. So, you know, two years on later on April 17th, I found out I was pregnant with my son and he's such a miracle. And he was, you know, they had, he was on the baby story and, you know, everybody claimed the miracle, but why I'm bringing this up now isn't to toot my own horn. I want somebody else in this world to hear that, you know, as infinite as Dr. Dane took us today, there are possibilities everywhere for our body to heal and for us to have what we want. And if we're shown something to trust our knowingness, and I just feel like, you know, when I held that little boy, And I just, I was already in love with him for 10. I I always say to him, I've been in love with you for 31 years, you know? And he's like, I'm 21, mom. And I'm like, and I've been in love with you for 31 years, (laughs) (laughs) but I really believe in that. And I believe that that was magic. And I also believe it was a gift. And I believe I held space for it with my knowingness and trust. That's
0: beautiful. And that's one of those things, you know, if if it were a lesser, situation, you know, you might not have stuck to your guns and gone, no, I know. And we need to do something different than standard operating procedure here. And I just love that story. It's such an acknowledgement of that we know. And we know with our bodies. And if we can declutter our minds from all of the crap that we bought, because we pick up a lot of other people's conclusions along the way on this journey called life. And in fact, it's, it's one of the things that leads to depression, anxiety, stress, uh, physical problems, which is 98% of your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions are things you pick up from other people. And some are around 98% of the basis of what you call reality is picked up from other people with our bodies, with business, with money, with family, with all of it. And to know that you know And to be willing to receive whatever judgment somebody else might have, you know, you're crazy. No, you are one of those people. You're like, yep, apparently I am in this situation. I'm not like, I'm not any of those people except when I am, you know, can't actually put me in a box that sticks. But in this moment, yes, I'm one of those crazy people who's actually going to follow my knowing no matter what you say, Mr. M deity, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, Hey. But this, I love that story because it's not just a story. It's an acknowledgement, an acknowledgement of a beautiful gift that you knew was there and the beautiful gift of, of following it through from the perspective of your knowing. And also it's like, there wasn't any fight in your world. There was just certainty.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely.
0: That. As a matter of fact, when the,
1: when the baby story came to interview me, I had written this story down, right? I just kind of sent it in an email. And one of the interview questions she said is, did you ever have a date scheduled for your surgery? And I literally said to her, absolutely not. But Mm -hmm. I did, but my certainty was such, I wasn't lying to her in that moment, but I had to hold that space for something to come through. And, and for me, I did it with my whole heart and my whole soul and with love. You know, I really held yeah. that space. He's been such a great gift every day. So I'm, I'm grateful that I, <laughs> I heard that one. I'm getting emotional too, as I, as I talk about it, because it was such a beautiful gift. And I saw that in you, that you can give this gift to other people. And one of the things that you talk about with your clients is when they come to you, or at least somewhere I've just been reading, I think it was in the body whisperer, You hold the space for infinite possibility and potential in that moment. So you see them at their highest self in the moments that you work with them, acknowledge them into your space. Talk a little bit about that.
0: One of the most beautiful things in the world. And I started doing these sessions um, when I first came to Access Consciousness 21 years ago with, um, I was at a place where I was going to end my life if things didn't change. And I had a session of access consciousness bars. And in an hour and 15 minutes, I went from depressed and suicidal to having the space totally change. I had a sense of space and I had a sense of magic and wonder and gratitude for being alive. And I was blown away because I thought I was going to get to end my life. I had planned a date to end my life. And here was this thing coming into my world that was like, "Mm, actually, here's how it can be. And I was like, well, if it can be this way, I'm in. I just wanted to get out of my self-imposed suffering. But what that showed me was how quickly things could change. From that point forward, it's like I always knew that that level of change was possible. So when I went to first uh, work on... Gary, the founder of Access, I was in my chiropractic office and he said, look, the first two levels don't work on me. You need to go straight to the third level. And I was like, I don't, have no idea how to do that. And he said, ask my body what it wants. Follow the energy. You will know what to do. He was the first person who ever developed anything that said, I would know. Okay. First person in my life that said, I know. And I was overjoyed and a little terrified all at the same time. And there was this energy that came through. That I now call ESB and there was just this sense of it being able to change anything because it gave me two things. It gave me this perspective of, you know, that space that I walked you through, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, if you could be that space, that much space with every situation in somebody's life where they are being rather contracted a lot of times, which is what causes the pain or the disease or whatever it is that they're experiencing. And what i could do is i could be the awareness of what it could actually be and what it actually is to be them beyond this and then bridge that gap energetically and so i've been so blessed to have this i can't explain it it's like i i see such beauty that people are and i also see the places where they're fighting it And I've trained myself to know when I can contribute and get them out of the fight against that in in what ways that I can. And as much as possible, I keep striving for more always. Like I worked with one lady, she came to an energetic synthesis of being class a few months ago. And in the classes I facilitate, you can get to the microphone and ask questions. It's part of the gift of the class because it contributes to everybody. So this one lady got up and she was so angry and so sad and so withdrawn and she would get up to the microphone and I would try to facilitate her and she was having none of it she's like no this is this is my point of view and I'm right and anybody else is wrong and I was like okay 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 and she just had walls around her and she of course got to the microphone over three days she probably got to the microphone six or seven times you know and and it it got to a point (laughs) You know, after the third time, it got to a point where everybody in class was like, oh no, okay. <laughs> so here I am, I perceive the being that's there and I perceive what she thinks she is. And she's fighting to maintain it partially because she could feel it melting, just being in the space of the class. And on the last day of class, she got up to the microphone one more time and speaking from this place, I asked her. Cause I always ask people questions so they can get to their own awareness and I asked her, finally could ask her, so what are you fighting so hard against? And what are you fighting to prove that you are, that you're not? And finally, after three very intense days, she just broke down and had this while with herself and she got back to the microphone and the shell was gone. It's like, like we all know people in our lives that are rigid, that fight for their point of view, that... And you know, in a normal circumstance, there's probably, that's probably not ever gonna change, but to be over the course of a three-day class and see this woman have that. And what she told me later, she's been coming to many of the classes I facilitate since then, because I facilitate all kinds of stuff. And she told me at the last class, she said, I want to say thank you. She actually thanks me at every class and she melts open into a giant puff ball, like just the the sweetest marshmallow you've ever seen. And giving her a hug is one of the most beautiful things in the world. And she told me, she said, if I hadn't gone to that class, I wouldn't be here anymore. I so did not want to be here for so long. And she's like, and now I love being alive. You know, and I look at that and I, I, for me, it's like, we we have such an ability to be a gift for others by not judging them by not judging their experience and by not making it personal no matter how much they want to try to make it personal to keep us away because they're trying to keep everybody away we have such a gift also if we're willing to if we're willing to expand our perspective a bit which i think is more how i know actually is is more how we actually are you know we talk about little kids well Little kids don't judge. They don't know how to judge. And it's (laughs) just around like seven or eight years old that they've been in this world long enough to where they go, oh, judgment is real. Okay, I'll start doing that from now on because everybody else does. You know, they have a situation a lot of times, one situation that solidifies that reality for them. And then they start building it from there. But like we, when we're truly being us, we have no space from which to judge, we have no desire from which to judge. We just desire to be with people and yet we live in a world where that's, especially the last two years, that's highly discouraged, mm-hmm. you know, and, <laughs> and also the idea that we live in this world, that, that somehow the kind sensitive individuals are somehow weaker than the insanely fighting against people. Uh uh-uh. We mm-hmm. actually are the ones with the strength if we would acknowledge it and choose from there.
1: Mm, choose from our inner strength. That's so beautiful. I want to go into something that's different. You talk about chaos in the body. So can we talk about chaos and move us through that? Because that really caught my attention because for me, you know, my mom, God bless her. I I love her endlessly and and my dad, but they really like things tight in life. Like they had some OCD issues, like all my clothes were in baggies, right? So, you know, my socks were all one order, one color. So I'm like chaos in your body Ah. to change. Like, I got to hear more about this.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. And this is a conversation that to fully explain would take a long time. So I will try to shortcut it. First of all, there's chaos and then there's havoc and destruction. And people think they're the same thing. They're actually not. Chaos is the very nature of the universe itself. With chaos, you can ask one question and change your whole life. With chaos, you can have one awareness and change your whole perspective on something. Chaos allows one tiny molecule of change to create an entire universe of possibilities. And the only time, here's the interesting part, because I thought, before getting to this awareness, I thought my job in the world was to bring order to a chaotic world. That's what I thought I was here for. That's what I thought consciousness was about, bringing order to a chaotic world. And I realized, not for the first time, that everything is the opposite of what it appears to be, and nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. And I realized, oh my God, order is the basis of every disease. Order is the basis of all pain. Order is the basis of all mental constructs. And order is what is limiting us. Chaos is what sets us free. And Mm -hmm. so what I do when I do sessions, um, and I do verbal and I do energetic, and I do sessions. Actually, in a couple hours, I'm going to be doing one with a few thousand people from around the world. And it's total chaos. But once again, chaos is not havoc. It's not destruction. It's where all possibilities can be birthed from one request. And so in working with people's bodies who have, let's say like cancer, for example, is a dynamic level of order, you know, and doctors would look, looking from this perspective, you know, the common idea would be, well, that's chaos. These cells are multiplying, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But they're multiplying because of an ordered point of view that is so strong that they have no choice. Introducing chaos to that is like introducing a question, a possibility, what if life could be different? Because we don't create a difficulty in our lives unless there's an underlying point of view of unconsciousness or Mm anti-consciousness. And so we'll take one point of view and then we build more order around that, like life is difficult. And then what happens is, see, our point of view creates our reality reality doesn't life create your point difficult. of view. Yeah. Life
1: is difficult then if you believe it. If life is magical, then life is magical, right?
0: Yeah. And it's and the interesting part is it's your actual point of view that creates the reality. Because a lot of people grew up with the idea that life is difficult, so now they're doing affirmations like life is magical, I am magical, life is magical, I am magical, which <laughs> is a great idea to try to do something different. But it doesn't undo the base point of view, which is where things really change. And so what happens is they they have the point of view, they buy the point of view, let's say, or they adopt the point of view from mom, dad, circumstances, whatever, that life is difficult. And then life shows up as difficult. And then they go, see, I knew I was right. Mm -hmm. But what we do in access is we go to the underlying point of view and dissolve it. And we have this clearing statement for doing that, which is probably way beyond the scope of our conversation, but we have this way of dissolving it, when that underlying point of view goes away, now there's a space for a different reality, and that's chaos. And there's this beauty of being able to recognize the gift of chaos, because it's the gift where change is no longer linear, change Mm -hmm. is no longer logical. Mm -hmm. Change actually occurs from what is another one of our natural gifts, which is subtle energetic awareness that leads to dynamic spaces of change. Mm -hmm. And that's us being in concert with the entire universe and the earth and our bodies.
1: Mm. Being in concert with the earth and our bodies. So you're going to laugh at me when I tell you this story that was coming to mind when you were talking. So I just shared that my mom and dad both had the OCD thing and (laughs) my clothes were in baggies, literally. And so when I'd go to my cousin Janie's house with my baggied clothes, my cousin Jane was very unlike my family. She was extremely talkative, which I wasn't back then because I didn't think I had anything to say for some reason when I was little. And so she would unzip my Barbie case and she would turn my Barbie suitcase upside down and tear everything apart in complete chaos. And I would giggle and be so happy. And then she would say, why don't we put these shorts with that outfit? And to me, there was something so happy about that. And so I kind of think I understand what you're saying and I'm taking it back to my Barbie suitcase.
0: That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) That oh, though, that, like we do so much control to try to get things right, but what's our underlying judgment that if we don't control it, it's going to turn out wrong. So what happens is if we miss any element of control, then it ends up turning out wrong because our point of view is it's going to turn out wrong if we don't control it. Which came first, the control or the wrongness? The answer is yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I, I want to talk about, uh, I think it's a stroke of brilliance to have an audio book of being you uh, change the world because I have referred that book ever since I've heard it to, I don't know how many people, cause you pod puck the heck out of us in that book. So I'll be cutting vegetables and you're like everywhere that exists. And I'm like, yes. And then you're like, destroy. And I don't, I don't know the access conscious statement, but I say to people, please listen to that book and listen to it when you're not being extremely conscious and say yes to everything that he says, and then let him pod pocket, because really you're getting five hours of treatment, how I look at it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put in the book and we're going to pod me <laughs> today because I'm needing it. So I really love that. And I'm just making a plea. Do you think someday we'll have the body whisper in audio?
0: The matter of fact, that will be coming out in February. Thank you for asking. And thank you for that about the book. That's why I wrote the book for stuff like that to happen for people. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for receiving it.
1: <laughs> and I received that. And I've been spreading that beauty of wealth because for me, it's like, get a treatment. Like to me, it's a, it's a session, you know, and I'll be chopping those vegetables and my kids walk in. Yes. And like mom. Oh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> I'll never
1: understand you, mom, but I, you know, that's okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, they they have no idea how lucky they are, or maybe they do. I just, wow. (laughs) What a wonderful gift.
1: Well, they, they definitely know some magic happens in this house and they, nobody fights me anymore about it. When I say, Hey, you're actually getting a white dog, not a black dog, because that's what I'm seeing. They know that they're getting a white tongue and not because I care about it, because I see it. Right. So I just look into the energy field and you see things there. And I think everybody has this ability. Some people don't see, but some people feel, some people know, some people taste, some people smell but just using your intuition and just being open to the experience of chaos is really what it is. And I never understood it like that. So my pink Barbie suitcase, I'm going to imprint that into my energy field. And when a day's difficult, I'm going to unzip it myself and dump it all out. How's that?
0: Love it. Yes.
1: Yes. 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 The pod book.
0: Well, you know, why you, it's interesting because when you mention that one of the things that, that I've noticed in working with a lot of people, because so much of what I talk about is the energetics of what's underlying things and how we can change them. And there's so many people that have, because so few people see, in other words, for so few people, is their energetic awareness, actually a visual. Hmm. Most people it just as far as numbers, as far as I found, um, most people sense it. Mm-hmm. Some people feel it more like kinesthetically, you know, chills or whatever, and they'll get the sense of the energy of it. And so a lot of people have invalidated themselves because they're like, I don't see like this person. I don't mm-hmm. see like that. And I'm so glad you brought it up that, that people, you know, cause this is an amazing gift that you have. A lot of people would Go well. You're making that up because they don't see, or you know, people out in the world, not the people listening. Um, but they probably had a lot of people where they were aware of something, and somebody's like, "You can't be aware of that." And the weird part is, if you do something magical, and somebody says you can't, and you align and agree with it, you won't be able to do it after that. And so, there's certain things our kids tell us, for example, of like playing with their imaginary friend. It's like it's not imaginary. They're talking to entities. They're doing something.
1: Yeah. You know, they are. Yeah.
0: And it's like, and we've been invalidated so dynamically. And this is where, you know, in the book, I would go. So everything you've done to allow your awareness to be invalidated by people who had less awareness than you, will you destroy and uncreate all that? Yes. And pock and pod, right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds.
1: You have all just been podbucked and I just, it feels so good to be podpucked. So I'm just so grateful. You know, that actually happened to me in my book. I talk about it where I saw a little girl inside of somebody, you know, when I was four years old and I, like I said, I'm 60. So back then paranormal was like, Oh no, that's kind of crazy. So anyways, I was able to talk to this little baby inside this woman. I was an only child. I was hungry to play with a little girl. And so I said to the lady, your baby's coming tonight and it's a little girl. I said, so that means tomorrow I get to play with it. And then she looked at me like, you know, patted my head and shooed me off. And then the next day, my mother got a phone call from the grandmother and the baby was born and it was a little girl. You know, back then you didn't know that you were having a baby girl, nor did you really know your date a hundred percent. It was sort of within a time period. Right. all that my mom did, and it wasn't her fault. I was playing with my, me and my Barbies. It's definitely a thing. <laughs> I was playing with Barbie and Ken on a magical date. And my mom had this pink phone with a big rope, like long cord, 36 feet. And she came around the corner and she's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Candy said what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she looked at me like I had this eye that sat in the middle of my forehead and I loved my mom and I wanted to be a little, a good little girl. And so I thought I wasn't, I don't know what I did wrong, but I'm not doing that again. And for many years I didn't, and it wasn't my mom's fault. It was the way of the world back then. And my understanding was I did something wrong. And so I thought I'm not sharing that with anybody again until now, which I do. So I'm grateful.
0: Oh, thank you for sharing that story. So many people need to hear that, that, oh, because also like you said it wasn't mom even necessarily trying to make you wrong you know it's mm-hmm. just like you said it was the world back then
1: mm-hmm. and
0: also we also will take a look or something from somebody and assume it means that we're wrong like we we have either you know we've either been invalidated or we think we have either one if we we come up with the same conclusion of limiting ourselves but I'm so glad you bring that up because one of the things I work with on so many people who believe they don't have energetic capacities is exactly that, where they had it, they did it, they made the mistake of telling somebody because you're four years old. What are you going to do? Yeah, I can't wait to play with her, you know? Yes, and here I you are, so you, just the, right? <laughs> yeah. you just got the, right? He's got the genuine enthusiasm for the magic of the world that you're part of it, you're aware of it it's there and all that and then somebody's like bad and wrong and you're like okay and so one of the things i would ask people to do is and you may get it right now you may not or you may have had it you may have not I'm, you know a lot of people listening everybody's got a different story but can you all look back and just when you invalidate your magic how old are you being And just get the sense of that. Now you may not get it, but it may come up later for you, which is part of why I'm bringing it up. And let's do this. So everything you did to invalidate your magic, everywhere you told somebody or you did something that was truly miraculous and the feedback you got was that's bad and that's wrong and you should never do it again. And you haven't allowed yourself to have that level of ease with the miraculousness that you are. Will you destroy and uncreate it please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and poc, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Or if you want to do the short form, just poc and pod, POC and POD, and it works just as well. And you can go to theclearingstatement.com if you want to get an explanation of that. It's about 20 minutes, which is why I'm not going into it. I figure we'll use it. Some people will love it. Some people will hate it, and we'll move on. So there.
1: (laughs) So I want people to have access to you because I just think that your work is truly amazing. And I'm actually embarrassed to admit this to you, but when I was reading your statement, I didn't know you were the co-founder. I mean, I love Access Consciousness, but <laughs> I didn't know that. Like somehow in reading and talking, I don't know how I missed that. And I, you should have seen me when I was reading, I'm like, oh my goodness. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Cause I just so love Access Consciousness. So I want people to be able to benefit from all of the goodness of you and your work. And so how would they contact you? What would you recommend? So take us through all of that.
0: There are lots of wonderful things. And I, I think probably the best place to start is if you go to drdanehere.com, and on there is all kinds of, you know, I say go there, play and explore and, and see what lights up for you. Mm-hmm. And you'll know, you'll be like, I'm clicking this link. You know, you just, we just have, just follow your awareness. And we have this wonderful sense, you know, this intuitive sense that we all have, you know, on YouTube, I've got over, I think it was 800 videos last time I checked. And they have tools that are different tools and different things that, that are designed for when you need tools in the trenches of life. And cause mm-hmm. Uh, this wasn't findable online when I started. And so I was like, I want people to have access to this. No pun or pun intended, I guess. I just started a podcast. I have a television show coming out on iconic media and, um, they're the conspiracy theory media, I think should have figured that out before I said yes. No, just kidding. They're, um, they're a bunch of weirdos like us, you know, and, yay, uh, yay! you know, and, So there's so many things there are, I have these audios called, you got this, that are specific topics that run you through this mini explanation, but processing and getting you through from one side to the other of a particular thing, whether it's tiredness or overwhelm or stressed out, I'm dealing with the impossible. I'm dealing with needy people. Those are some of the things, and all of this is done from my desire to contribute to people. Because We don't have to suffer anymore kids. Suffering was so like 2019. I mean, hello, let's go. You know, <laughs> let's, let's do something different that, that involves and embraces the greatness of us. And that that's my target.
1: Mm. And I'm so leaning into the greatness of us. And like I said, when we started this whole thing, what are the infinite possibilities for this session? And so I invite each and every one of you, what are the infinite possibilities for connecting with yourself? Or if you feel the, like he said, so moved you, like go onto Dr. Dane's website and really explore that and see what, what lights you up. And I really want that for each and every one of them, because you know, he showed up in life. We have a choice. We can either show up and be the prayer to the answer of, you know, I always say people are praying for us to show up and he showed up and he had a choice. And so I'm grateful that you showed up and I'm grateful you're still walking this path on this earth. And I'm grateful that you're sharing your contributions. So thank you from the top, the bottom and both sides of my heart.
0: Thank you so much. And what a great pleasure it has been to be here with you
1: thank you and all of the information will be in the show notes so that you'll have everything so you can get onto his website and find out what lights you up And that's what i invite you to do so thank you thank you for tuning into this episode i hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today for more information, please head to Candacehaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.